0: It's the Gil Can Run Show, episode 28. Here we are. I've changed locations. I'm no longer shooting on my bed. <laughs> I was using my bed before because that was the only place I had. I have a chair now. I have a chair in my, my room. And I get to sit in the chair at my desk with a computer. It's very nice. So, we're a day late because I was busy yesterday massively busy. It was a long day. I got my run in, kept the streak alive. Uh, Then I had to go up to Hartford to the State Library and do some research with my family. Then I had to come back here and the kitchen table and the couch got delivered. So I had to put those things together and set them up. I had just enough time to do that and I had to leave to pick up my niece at her bus stop to bring her home, because it was pouring rain. And then I had to drive back here and get ready to go to my local running club's yearly holiday banquet. I didn't eat there, I actually made dinner here, Uh, and then I was just there for the party. I wasn't planning on going at all. It's not that I don't love everyone there, but I just, I didn't really have money for the party, so it was like, you know what, skip it, and, you know, don't, you know. But I ended up going. And the reason why everyone was so insistent on me going, unbeknownst to me, is that I got an award. I got an award. Um, So every year, my running club does, everyone who runs a marathon, they put a plaque together with all the marathons that you ran and your times on it. And it does not include the ultra marathons that I ran, which were, there were two uh, this year. So um, I have a plaque now. They managed to fit all 11 marathons on the plaque with my times. You can see them there, Harford, down towards the bottom, 353, pretty cool. So um, you can see, like, self-transcendence was five hours and four minutes. It was so hot. I wasn't running at the end of that, I, just asking for trouble. So I said, forget it. Uh, seven, let's hear. Arena Attack, you know, there's indoors, 4.30, I was happy with. Savon Rock, I was sick, a 4.42, I was happy with. New Jersey, 4.34. You know what? I just wasn't pushing that hard that day. Vermont City, 431, and I got, I was like hurting really bad. Uh, my legs were seizing up, and I still did pretty decent there. Walkway Marathon, 438. I don't know. I just didn't really have the heart that day. The self-transcendence, as I talked about, it was it was just a tough day. Uh, Suffolk County Marathon, that was... Um, Oh, you know what's not on here? Marathon Around the Lake. They are missing one. I have one more marathon this year. I did have 12 marathons. Marathon Around the Lake was not an ultra event, it was an actual marathon, that's not on here. That one, oh, I was I was dead to the world. I don't even know what I did for a time. I'm kind of glad that they left it off. <laughs> Suffolk County Marathon—that was a tough day. That was a hot day. Hartford Marathon, obviously, I was firing on all cylinders. That was perfect, Uh, and that is a fantastic PR for me. Um, Philadelphia Marathon—I mean, got sick again, and still managed to do well in Roxbury last week. Was great. So uh, you know, four twenty-six on a very hilly course. But here's the thing: what I didn't know, what everyone else knew—I mean, you know, the officers and stuff knew. Uh, and why they were so insistent on getting me there was uh that they wanted to honor me as the most improved runner of the year, thanks to my um massive p r uh effort in hartford going from a four twenty seven seventeen to a four fifty or three fifty three uh thirty in the hartford marathon so um i, I you know This is the second time in my life I've won the most improved athlete for whatever club slash team I'm a part of. Um, It's... When I really put effort into it, I perform very well. My big problem is I don't tend to you know really try as hard as i should all the time um you know i look at it as exercise i don't look at it as as competition or anything like i i don't feel i have anything to prove out there i don't feel like i have i have to beat anyone or be better than anyone you know as long as i'm out having fun then i'm good um I know that seems really weird, but, you know, that is how I feel about it. Um, You know, when I'm playing a team sport, I want the team to win. I want to do well, but I don't, I don't know. It's hard to really vocalize that. It's, it's, it's not that I don't want to, Perform the best that I can, but at the same time, I don't want to. I don't want to make it such a uh, task that it takes the joy out of it for me. That's what I worry about. So, I I just um, you know tend to take it easier than a lot of other people. I don't I don't get that intense most of the time, um, and it can be difficult for me to to get that intense, um, but, um, so, but I did, I, I put some effort in, and I really, I'm really happy, and I'm, you know, I mean, I'm sure that there were a million other people in the club who, you know, improved greatly this year and deserve recognition for it, um, and they give out two of these every year usually they give them to a male and a female runner and it was two guys this year It was actually one of my buddies that I used to work with at Sikorsky uh, got the other one um, so it's a it's a really cool honor and'm I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you know I went and I had a lot of fun and then I went to the after party and we had more fun. Um, it was, it was a good time it's definitely a good time so uh, you know part of running for me is not just the physical activity and keeping myself from from dying but um, you know the other part of it is is that being at that starting line forces me to be in a social situation where I feel uncomfortable anyway and so going to parties and things like that also forces me to be in a social situation where I generally feel uncomfortable and so that you know, I had a good year, I had a good year running, Um, I had a good year life-wise, I had a couple setbacks, things happen, right, you're always going to have some bad in in there, Um, so I had, you know, but it was a good year, 2015's been good to me, Uh, hoping 2016's going to be better, Uh, I should have more news on that next week, Uh, so we will see, (laughs) but I have these. I don't know what I'm going to do with them yet. I have the other ones from last year up on my wall. I may put them up there or I may not, depending on what happens. We'll let you know next week. So let me put these off to the side. Sorry about that. But, um, yeah. So that's where we're at there. I, I was at the party all night. I got home, came upstairs, washed up, did my thing. By the way... Brush and floss, people. Okay, no. I just just thought of that. I'm like, every night, you know, I come home, no matter what, I come home, I brush my teeth, I floss, I use mouthwash, and I go to bed. And I brush in the morning, and, you know, it's an important thing, believe it or not. A lot of people don't take care of their teeth, and I don't understand why. It's really, really important for good health to have good teeth. Um, It's one of those foundational things. So, took care of that. Went to bed, complete non sequitur, right? Just random, take care of your, brush and floss, kids. Uh, (laughs) so went to bed, woke up, woke up late because I was tired, got downstairs, made myself breakfast. My mother goes, hey, (laughs) got bad news for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Your brother and I went down to Goodwill to drop off some stuff. Because there's a ton of stuff in the house that you know came back from uh, the company that took care of our stuff while the house was being refurbished and everything. And uh, we just don't need it. We didn't have it for a year. Nobody needs it. Why keep it, right? Get rid of it. So they were taking it down to Goodwill... And a couple weird things about a 2004 Mitsubishi Lancer. That's one of my cars. I have a 2004 Mitsubishi Lancer. I have a 1989 Jeep Wrangler. Uh, I tend to drive the Wrangler. I let my family drive the Lancer most of the time. But I own two cars. So, 2004 Mitsubishi Lancer has a problem with the climate control. The temperature selector on the climate control does not work properly. The wire bends and it can't move the gate properly. So in order to change between winter and summer I actually reach under the dashboard and move it. I have to fix some sort of lever to it or something. I have to figure something out um, and rather quickly because I might not be there to do that. But. So, right, so you can't turn it down. And it was kind of warm this morning, So, but they needed the uh, defoggers on. So they have it on. It got really hot in the car, so my mother went to open up the sunroof, and it started making a weird noise. Why didn't it open up the regular windows? I don't know. Other fun fact, a uh, little anomaly about the 2004 Mitsubishi Lancer, they have sunroof problems, but usually it's not a major problem. Get to that in a minute. So she heard it making a noise. She went to bring it back forward. It wouldn't come forward. Okay. So I know first thing I gotta do, take down the headliner. It's kind of a laborious process. You need to take all the covers off the A pillar, the B pillar, and I don't know what they call the last pillar, the C pillar, I don't know, probably, but, I, I don't know. It, I, it would be the C-pillar, wouldn't it? So, um, you know, you got to take that off, take out the dome light, take off the oh-shit handles. If you don't know what an oh-shit handle is, do you drive a car? Um, you know, the handles that they have, yeah. Uh, take off the oh-shit handles, take off the, uh, the, the sun visors. Uh, there's a couple plastic clips you got to pop out, and you take it, and then you can take the uh, seat. The seat belts, the front seat belts, have to come off to take the B pillars uh, covers off, and you take the whole thing down. And sure enough, the other problem with the 2004 Mitsubishi Lancer was evident. As soon as I got it down, I saw one of the mounting screws for the motor. Sitting on top, <laughs> sitting on top of the liner, the the underside of the liner. So I take it down. I get the screws, uh, the gear had fallen down, and I'm like, you know what? Screw this. I'm gonna lock tight them. Why they didn't light lock tight them in the factory, I don't know, but I ran out. The nearest auto parts store is right down the street. I ran down there to get just regular blue Loctite. And they were out. So then I had to drive all the way across town to get blue Loctite. Go back. Because you don't want the heavy duty stuff. I mean, they're just mounting bolts for, you know, a, uh, a sunroof motor. So it's not like the end of the world. Got it all back together. Had me some lunch. I just, it's been nonstop, right, for like two days, completely nonstop, so, but I got it fixed, luckily it wasn't anything major, and just the way that it is, so once again showing exactly what I was saying last week, was it, um, you can do it, right, you absolutely can do whatever you put your mind to you have the capability. You might have to learn some skills, you might have to go and and research a little bit, but you can always do whatever it is that you put your mind to doing. So, pretty cool. Uh, Running's definitely helped me with that, but I was always very handy with things. So you might notice I'm wearing my Running Club's um, shirt that they were giving out at the um, holiday party that I wasn't technically supposed to get. But uh, one managed to find its way into my bag, so it's a very nice cotton shirt, and I like the colors because they're bright. And yeah, I, I, yeah, somebody grabbed one for me, handed it to me. I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna say no. It's a nice shirt, so, and that's what we did there. So, it was a very busy couple days. I'm a little bit groggy. I did not have time, obviously, to record a show last night. I'm very upset about that, but that's okay. Other than that, I am waiting to hear back on that job interview that I had. I was asked not to take any other jobs until I hear back, so that's usually a pretty good indication that they want to hire you. If they... i like, sliding down in the chair. If they want you to, um you know, not take any other jobs, usually that means they probably want to offer you a job and they're just making sure that any of the other people that they have to interview aren't completely spectacular. Um, Of course, I think I'm completely spectacular, so, you know, maybe. No, I'm just... I'm alright. I guess I interview well. I'm relatively entertaining. tend to smile and, you know... Well, anyway... Point being, this job interview, they asked me to, you know, not accept any other offers, if I would be so kind. Uh, And they said that they would get back to me by Christmas. Christmas Eve. So, by Christmas Eve, I will know my fate. And when I know my fate, I will share my fate with you. As far as jobs go. Let's just say I'm very excited about this. It's another thing that would hit another goal for me. Speaking of goals... I have about 24 more miles I gotta run to hit those 1,500 miles for the year. So, uh, I'm pretty confident that I'm gonna get that in. I'll probably do about 15 this weekend. Uh, You know, you know, do seven and a half and seven and a half. Do that regular loop. Maybe a little bit extra. Um, I'm feeling pretty good. My legs are feeling alright. They're still kinda tired. But I did a really good mile today. you know, I I got out, uh, right after I finished the Mitsubishi, I got out, I did a mile, and I did like 740, so, it's a, uh, you know, a little bit faster than what I normally do, hamstring's a little tight, but, you know, towards the end of the year, I've been working pretty hard running-wise, and my legs are feeling it a little bit, so, you know. I mean, I, I haven't had any real recovery time from the marathon, so a little soreness is par for the course on that point. So, you know, eh, that's like the most important thing when you're training. Definitely listen to your body. Get to know when you need to stop and when it's just, ah, eh, this is okay, it'll pass. Uh, there's definite difference and... As scared as I've been sometimes when I just was starting, that stopped me from running. I learned that a lot of the times, I can just push through it. So, but obviously, if you feel you can't, don't. You know, don't ever try and be a hero. Don't ever, you know, uh, try and prove anything. If you don't feel you can do it, don't do it. But if you feel you can run, go run. Uh, that's the way I do it. Uh, and it's working out pretty well for me. So, And we'll see what the new year brings. And I'm going to make a decision in the next couple days as to whether or not I'm going to run the Chili Chili uh, Orange Race. I already talked about that. It's the first Grand Prix race for the year for um, for my running club. So... And it's on New Year's Day, so we'll see. It'd be an easy way to get 5K in for the first run of the year. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll go from there, and we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, other than that, I'm just kind of trying to relax and see what comes, what, what's happening, and, and what's coming my way. Um, you know, it's just a kind of weird time right now. Cause I, I'm waiting to hear back, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't like not knowing. It makes me kind of nervous. Um, it, it's 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 distracting. It is. I, I I'm nervous because I care. <laughs> I wa- I want this job. <laughs> I really want this job. Um, at the same time, it will give me some obstacles, some challenges to overcome in the next couple weeks, but uh, I really want this job. And I'm okay with those challenges. I'm ready to take them on. So it could be interesting. We will find out. Other than that, uh, you know, we're just getting by, getting things done. There's there's not much left to do as far as stuff around here, which is nice, Um, you know. It's nice to be able to actually relax, and it's weird because usually around the holidays people don't relax, right? You get all tense and you get all jittery and make a mess of things because, you know, you got to be in 8,000 places at once and what's happening, right? So this is like a really low energy show today. I'm feeling like really low energy and that's terrible. That's horrible. You guys should be like having a blast and talking about things. Star Wars just came out last night. I'm still not, all my friends are loving it and everything. And I'm just not rushing to go out and see it. I'm gonna wait. You know what? I'll probably end up waiting until it's like on Netflix or whatever i do not have a Netflix account. Amazon Prime? Whatever. <laughs> I don't have a Netflix account. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I will. I'm going to wait. I mean, I have a Star Wars tattoo. I have friends who have many Star Wars tattoos. But I have a Star Wars tattoo. And I'm going to wait. I just... I don't feel the need to get caught up in all the rush anymore. I get that people are fans. <coughs> Pardon me. I get that people are fans, and it's an event, and it's something that they've waited for. And all my friends that have gone and seen it are saying how amazing it is. It's incredible, and it's like, I'm still just not getting caught up in it. I'm not. After the last three movies, I'm like, forget it. I will go see it when I'm ready to see it. And I won't be seeing it in theaters. And I'm not going to go see the new Star Trek either. I am so pissed off about that, by the way. Now, in, what was it, Star Trek Nemesis, they have a scene where they land a shuttlecraft, I forget why they were doing it, but they landed a shuttlecraft, and they drove out of the shuttlecraft with an ATV, like a, you know, like a, a modified jeep-type vehicle. It was really a modified pickup truck. <laughs> Firing like a regular weapon out of it. You know, like a regular, like, Star Wars, like, blaster-type rifle, phaser rifle sort of thing. Not blaster, that's Star Wars. And... It's Star Trek, okay? You don't need a four-wheel vehicle. You have all these shuttle crafts and everything, like... As I said, I forget the plot point as to why they they were doing it, but I just thought it was ridiculous. Because here's the thing. Science fiction, science fantasy. Okay? It's not just an action-adventure movie. It's not just shooting them up and explosions. That's not the point of those movies. That's not the point of the genres. The point is... To inspire people. This is my problem, okay? The original Star Trek series, the beginning of Star Trek The Next Generation, and mildly to a point of Deep Space Nine and some of the other series, although they started getting away from it, particularly after Gene Roddenberry died, the point was, you know, They had all these fantastic modern conveniences, teleporters, which, oddly enough, got dreamt up just out of, uh, you know, the fact that they didn't have the right models done to do the shuttlecraft to bring them down to the planet's surface by the taping of the first episode. So they had to come up with a way of doing it, and they came up with transporters. So... But they had all this other technology that inspired all these people in my generation, some people a little bit older, some people a little bit younger, to go out and create these things. And they brought so much of Star Trek to life. Cell phones, MP3s, uh, you know... um, I'm trying to think. I can't can't honestly... I know there's like a ton of stuff, right? I mean, uh, warp drive theory, actually, the guy who has bear, he's a Mexican physicist, and he has probably the most probable and possible uh, theory on how to actually warp space and make an actual warp drive. People talk about accelerating a mass past the speed of light. And that is just so ridiculously really impossible to do. I mean, according to physics, it is impossible to do that. However, AcuBear found a way around it. How did he find a way around it? Because he was inspired by Star Trek. And what he did was, he imagined that if you had, if you had an object that you wanted to propel faster than the speed of light, Instead of actually moving the object, what if you warped the space around the object to move the space faster than light? Okay, basically making a bubble, literally warping space and time. The only problem with this is it takes massive amounts of energy. It actually mathematically does work, but it would take massive amounts of energy, more energy than we can produce with current means. And it would also destroy any destination that you traveled to when you got there. So you need to find a way to compensate for that. Um, but the fact is, like, there's so much that has been inspired. So many astronauts and physicists and, and inventors and everyone that have been, in, that have been inspired by Star, War, Star Trek. Star Wars is the same way we may not get technology out of star wars but there was a certain feeling that you got from the original movies and there was that jedi code and yeah you know it was basically just modified buddhism or whatever but it, you know the the whole thing the battling of the empire the rebellion it it, it gave people a feeling, a sense, it, it, you know, almost kind of forming the moral compass and creating this world where, you know, these things were possible and, you know, good can triumph and even redeem um, the evil, right? And I worry that, as exciting as the movie may have been, as much as people may have enjoyed it, that, based on what I could see from the trailers, it seemed like the characters were just the general kind of cynical modern-day character. There was nothing to aspire to. That it was just You know, you could take some guy off the street and throw him in the situation, and this is how he would act. Right? Um, If I'm explaining myself properly. I might not be. But I worry about these things because uh, there's no inspiration anymore, it feels like, in any of these things. There's no... uh, There's no impetus to act. There's no meaning behind it. Uh, they Lucas tried to do that with the new Star Wars movies when he made the, the prequels and it was horrible. I mean, I felt like I was getting beat over the head. Um, you know, it didn't have that same subtle touch of the originals is what I'm saying. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not excited. I'm not going to get all bent out of shape about it. Um, I'm not going to rush out and see it. It's not going to happen. I want Hollywood to do things to come up with that. And I, I understand how difficult what I'm saying is. I mean, you know, you can't make magic every time out, right? You can't hit a home run every appearance at the plate. It's not going to happen. But when you're talking about certain uh, franchises, certain stories, certain universes, I think that you owe it to the fans to, you know, stay true to, to, to what it's really about. And like, as I said, Star Trek is not about explosions and fights it's about technology and inspiring technology believe it or not whether by accident or not the fact is that there's a legacy there and you know so they had that you know truck and nemesis and then and I totally lost the point there that I was making holy crap and here we go coming back around and in the new movie there's a there's a dirt bike stunt yep yeah. I'm going to go out and invent me a dirt bike, because no one's ever thought of that before. And that's what we need in Star Trek, is dirt bike stunts. No. No. You can totally take your dirt bike stunt and shove it up your ass, J.J. Abrams. I said it. I don't give a shit. Um, so, you know, I do. I worry about these things. And it's why I don't get excited and I don't go to see these things in the theaters anymore. Of course, it doesn't matter what I say. The fact is that millions of people are going to go see these things in the theaters and they're going to make millions and millions of dollars in a matter of minutes. And so, things will keep getting produced this way. Until people stop buying it, then, you know, nothing will change. That's true with movies, that's true with food, that's true with cars, that's true with everything in this world, even things you don't necessarily buy. The story of us, what goes on in this world, if people didn't buy it en masse, then they wouldn't sell it. It wouldn't happen. Now, how come there's never any good news? You know why? Because nobody ever watches good news. They have a billion studies, ratings books, everything, that shows them that when they do good news, people don't tune in. They only want to hear bad news. You know? And it's weird because we understand that. A lot of people understand that, you know, People make a hefty profit off of selling us fear. And yet at the same time, we allow ourselves to be sold fear through the media because we don't watch when we, you know, when the newscast is something happy, we tune out. It's very strange, right? And then we all complain about it. Well, we all complain about Walmart and then we go shop there, don't we? I don't in general. Walmart wouldn't exist if people didn't shop at Walmart. Simple as that. Oh, well, so-and-so won't have a job. Well, that's not entirely true. Because what happens is, okay, say Walmart goes out of business tomorrow. All those people are unemployed. Well, where are you getting your goods from? Somewhere else, right? So those places need to hire people, right? The people that are out of work now at Walmart already know what they're doing because they're selling the same stuff, right? Problem solved. All those people that were working at Walmart are gonna be working at, you know, Walmart or whatever. I don't know, I couldn't think anything clever, right? So, problem solved. (laughs) Nobody seems to ever get this. If you have to have an industry I've said this like a million times, if you have to have an industry, it doesn't matter who's providing the service, goods, or whatever. In the end, if people need it, there will be a market for it, so that industry will exist. So all the people that get displaced for a week or two because a Walmart shut down, are gonna get hired up by the businesses that need them. Because there's still going to be people that need the things that they're buying at Walmart. They're going to have to buy them elsewhere. Right? No problem. But let's say nobody needed to buy anything. They were all making it. Well, then those people are free now with their time to go make the things too. Get trained how to make the things. The fact is, we don't need any company, any service, any good. We don't. We're capable human beings. We need to find a way to divide the labor evenly so that you know everyone's doing the same amount of work, basically. But we don't need any of these industries that we have. We don't need them they are convenient for us that is it it is convenience and once we realize truly realize that you know we don't need a walmart we don't need a home depot we don't need uh, you know kohl's okay if the market is there then there'll be another store Whether it's a local store, because people decided to start shopping locally all the time, or it's another giant store that everyone can complain about. It doesn't matter. As I said, you lose business here, you're going to pick up business here. So you're going to lose jobs here, but you're going to pick up jobs here. Well, where are you going to get the job, the people to work the jobs here? Well, you're going to get them because they all lost their jobs here, right? And then even if you're not using the store paradigm anymore and you're doing something else, well, all those people now can go and do that other thing too. We have to stop letting people convince us that it's the end of the world if we don't have the system that we have now. Human needs will be met however we need to meet them. I'm not being an anarchist. I'm saying that this particular system doesn't need to be used. We can find a better way. Well, it's the best system we came up with so far. Yeah, but there's still a lot of glaring errors, like, I don't know, poverty, racism, (laughs) genocide. We have a lot of issues going on in this system. It's worldwide, right? It is a worldwide system. It is not confined to one corner of the world anymore, right? So, there are a lot of problems. And to just sit there and say, oh, well, it's the best system we could come up with. Well, shit, man, we need to find a better system. And you can't let people make you afraid of what might happen if the system were to break down. Because the things that human beings need, we're going to find a way to get. Because that's what we do. That is our nature. That is all creatures' nature. Whatever we need, we will get. A wolf needs to eat, the pack goes hunting. Right? An elephant needs water, their pack goes and finds water. So usually the the matriarch of the family is the one responsible for finding water. She knows all the tricks, trades, and, and knows where to get them. Um, But the point is, throughout the entire existence of life, as we know it on this planet, when a life form has needed something, it's gone and gotten it. I don't need an artificial system to provide for me. I can provide for myself. Now, it's nice to have a society and have an artificial system that I can rely on so I don't have to do all the work myself, I'm okay with that. But I'm not okay with making a choice in a system that people are going to be starving in the street while other people have more than they, their children, their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren, and so on down the line, will ever need. I have a problem with the system where it's okay for certain people to get killed, just because the cops were scared of them, even though they were posing no actual threat. And we've seen it happen. I'm not okay with a system that murders people for the crime of murdering people. Where's the sense in that, right? We've talked about all this stuff before. But the fact is, is that there's a lot in this system that needs to be changed. And I believe deep down inside, that the entire system needs to be changed. Because I believe that the entire system is seriously flawed. And no matter what we do, if the system remains, a lot of these problems will remain. They have to, because they are part of the system. We actually require poverty for our system to work. Right there tells you that we need to change it. Because you can't have value without the absence of the value, right? So, like, you wouldn't know what darkness was if you didn't know what light is, and vice versa. Well, you wouldn't know what wealth was if you didn't know what poverty was. So, something needs to fundamentally change. Um, And then the fact that we force the poverty upon a disproportionate number of certain... Groups of people is kind of really shitty of us, and it makes a big mess. But, and then it goes further, and it gets worse. So, we need to stop being afraid that changes to the system are going to somehow deprive us of the things that we need. The only thing that will ever deprive us of the things that we need are ourselves. Uh, We do that all the time, with the poverty issue. We intentionally deprive people of what they need to live just because we can. That is what poverty is. Okay? Poor people don't have the time to sit there and grow a garden and do all that stuff. Most poor people are working like three, four, five jobs and they have no time for themselves to do anything. But the system requires it. So we allow it to happen. And it's done in our name. It's a shame. So, you know, just one of those things to think about. You don't need Walmart. You don't need any of these things. They can be done away with. New things, better things can can replace them. Um, And as you learn the better things and how to bring those about then you figure out how to replace these things. And when more people decide that that's the way it's going to be, then the changes will happen. When more people shop at a different store, Walmart will go away. When more people eat organic, there will be more organic food. Things like that. So, that's how it gets done. We have to make a choice, and we can't be afraid. And they sell us fear all the time and we eat it up. We like fear. So, try not to be afraid. That's what I'm saying. If you liked this episode, if you liked the other episodes and you hated this episode, if you hated this episode and all the other episodes, whatever your take on Gil Can Run is, by all means, share it. (laughs) Can you believe this guy? What an asshole. Hey, you gotta check this out. It's really great.